Get into Gate. This is episode 193. Talking Stargates Atlantis. My name is Mitch. Joining me, the rest of the Get Into Gate team, Maddie and Brendan. What's Yo. doing? Hello. We are back again. Back to the Pegasus Galaxy, boys. We're, uh, you know, we're going back and forth. That's what we do. That's what we like to do the last couple of years. And um, that's what she yeah. said. That's uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I Maybe we really. shouldn't. It's called the intruder. We shouldn't. It's no, we shouldn't go there. I think if we do, it's just going to keep getting worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, who's to say that it won't anyway? So <laughs> oh, I have a feeling right. it will. We are talking episode two of season two of Stargate Atlantis, the intruder, uh, with some welcome names uh, back behind the scenes. We'll get to that in just a second. Let's let's just jump straight into the old synopsis and uh, see what we've got coming up, and then we'll discuss the show. You know, kind of like what we do each and every week. That's why you're here. That's what we do. That's what you want to hear us do. I don't know why I'm explaining. Let's just is get it, straight into it. Is it too We late? watch the episode and then you, the listener, also watch the episode and then we get together, talk about it. You listen to us talk about it. Mm-hmm. Is it is mm-hmm. it too late for us to completely like just rebrand and turn into one of those podcasts where we just like, we write our own hour long synopsis and we just basically just go through beat for beat and just be like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. Like people actually haven't seen the episode, mm. and and somehow us talking about it is is better Makes than actually watching the episode somehow. <laughs> it sounds like a winner to me. <laughs> Sweet. Let's say we rip out. Next our, week. If we next had a rule book, I would chuck it straight out. <laughs> we intruder. assume you've seen the episode. That's it. Sorry, if you don't. Sorry for the spoiler alert from two thousand and what? Yeah, six. I'm sorry that it's that it's taken us. How long have we been doing this podcast now? Five years? Six years? How long has it been? Soon to be six. Yeah. And sorry it's taken us six years to point that out to everybody that you have to actually watch the episode and we're not going to recap it for you. We calcul I think we calculated we would have finished Stargate Universe after five. Yes. So we kind of good lord. Hey hiatus. Okay. Well, yeah. Four and a half years, I think it was. Yeah, oh, anyway, God. If we did one every week. We're yeah. now definitely not going to finish this podcast before I turn 40. That's scary. Because mm. I was in my 20s when we started this. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I had, I had two kids. I've got four now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's not waste uh, any more time. Jesus Christ. My, my wife could be getting pregnant as we speak. Uh, now, hang on. That sounds My wrong, new wife it? could be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are having kids. The intruder. When a scientist is killed, McKay believes poor circuitry is at fault. Doesn't that sound like a riveting episode of science fiction television? However, when another scientist is killed, McKay suspects foul play. McKay is then alerted to a wraith-encoded virus, which quickly takes control of the ship's computer and the crew becomes increasingly powerless. The team races against the clock to keep their ship from turning against them. Now, how about this? Okay. See you later, Robert C. Cooper. How you going? Joe Malozzi, Paul Mully, and Peter Effen Deloise behind the scenes. Thank in you very much. Doesn't surprise me because not a Stargate in sight. <laughs> right? <laughs> not a one. Uh, what did what did it say in that in that uh, second stanza of that paragraph? Oh my because god, there the, was so much because there was involved. something about mm. the deadless crew become even more 
Yep. Um, something. Okay, so McKay believes poor circuitry is at fault. McKay then suspects foul play. McKay is then alerted to a wraith-encoded virus, which quickly takes control of the ship's computer, and the crew becomes increasingly powerless. So the crew becomes increasingly powerless. What did the Daedalus crew do today? They all got locked in their bedroom. Did they actually do? Nothing, because because no, no, it was all no, that was all. Um, non-military personnel present. Oh, all the Atlantis people. That's right. He was like all the all the new Atlantis people because he couldn't vet them. That was his little snarky yeah. comment back at weird. He's like, well, I can't vet them. Lock them all in their bedrooms, and we'll let military personnel handle but, this. But Carson was there at the start, and then the the guy that I thought was Tilk dies, and he kept asking Carson, Doctor Carson, what do you think? And I'm like, doesn't the Daedalus have a doctor? Mm, I guess not. Doesn't the Daedalus have people who deal with well, and, alien viruses? And and who saved the day at the end? Shepard and McKay. Yeah. <laughs> Not so part we, of the Daedalus crew. If they were just on a normal kind of rendezvous back from Earth to Pegasus, mm-hmm. we'd never see them again. <laughs> nope. A lot of catching up to do for me. Again, this is the first time I've ever watched this episode. I'm just, like getting very excited now. I've got so much fresh Star uh, Star Stargate ahead of me. Oh, and mate. What did I nearly say? Wars you or Trek? You said out. Trek. You did nearly, I nearly say Trek? Oh, my you God. You nearly say Trek. You well, you know what? Trek. In I'm fairness, sure I have that. got a lot of Star Trek fresh ahead of me i've I, i've at this point in my life i've never had more fresh star trek it's been ahead of 84 me. years <laughs> i mean i've seen nine episodes of discovery and maddie would still say i've never seen star trek so no you uh, haven't exactly so you've, seen, you you've seen you've seen nine episodes no. of discovery and the jj films so you've never actually seen proper star trek <laughs> Oh, and I've seen some of the original series, like one weird episode, which again, Maddie doesn't like. So, well, I respect that though, because that, yeah. that came first, that has its place. I respect it. Was a, it was a very, very, very ill uh, Captain Pike. Which one is it? Captain Pike. Pike. That would have been Pike. the pilot. It would have been the pilot, or it would have been the revamp of the pilot. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I didn't know that. I just turned so, on one random episode one day. Well, what are well, we well, doing? Di- We're talking Star Trek. This is, I didn't mean for this to happen. I'm it sorry. just proves to show that there's just a natural confluence well, of Star no, Trek and Stargate. No, definitely not. And Peter DeLuise and Gary Jones will prove that correct later oh, in the episode. Okay. Stay tuned, guys. Okay. Stay so tuned. it was inevitable. But for me, this is my first time watching it. And uh, it's been a few weeks since we watched episode uh, one of the season, um, which was the siege part three mm-hmm. and Shepard's there talking about, you know, his new rank and uh, they're on their way back, not to earth, but from earth. And I'm just like, all right, hang on. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 hang on. I'm getting guessing that I didn't know that they came back to earth because they definitely didn't mention that at the end of the last one. Like no. they were loading on. Mm. They said the, the, the um, general captain, Colonel, whatever the rank guy's dickhead that uh, was against Shepard until he got half uh, his life sucked out of him. And they were like, you're going back next with the next batch of injured or whatever. And uh, I'm like, okay, cool. So there is movement back. Colonel to exposition. Yeah. Colonel exposition. And <laughs> uh, the, but the, the, the rank promotion. I don't think I remember that, but then she made a joke. Oh yeah. Hang on. You, you've not shut up about that in the last couple of weeks since we left earth. And this scene was just expositions. Like here's what you missed since we haven't told you anything. So there was a lot to catch up on here, but um, mm. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So they, they kind of gave it to you sort of backward. Like they gave you stuff first and then gave you flashbacks, then gave you more information later on. Mm. 
this is something I alluded to sort of last week and over the last couple of weeks in terms of the way we ordered these episodes because I, I feel like this is the most natural progression. Yeah. Because they do run through, like to run through a couple of stats. So they say, Caldwell says it's been two months since the Daedalus encountered the Wraith. So that mm. would have been, it's been two months since the siege. And, and that makes sense because the Daedalus would have had to travel back to Earth yes, 18 days. Which they specify, yeah, it's 18 days. Yeah. Without the ZZPM, it's, <laughs> it's an 18, like in the siege, they got here with the ZZPM in like, what did they say? Four, four days or three days or something like three. that. Yeah. Um, but without the ZZPM it takes them 18 days. So at some point after the siege, when they were sending all the wounded through through the Stargate, because Atlantis has the ZZPM, Weir says she kind of, it's so weird having to come back on the Daedalus because she went through the gate. So, and she took all the, the senior officers with her. She didn't her. say it was weird. She was complaining about it, actually. Well, she was complaining <laughs> about it. Huge inconvenience, really? Yeah. Travelling into... into- Galactically, galactically, intergalactic, intergalactic planetary, intergalactic, intergalactically. Oh, it's eighteen days. So such mm. a drag. Six months on a boat, if you yeah. want to go from England to Australia. Yeah. So <laughs> they all eighteen days. Would, is such a drag, bro. And no she, scurvy to avoid there either. Weird. So <laughs> yeah. Shut up. So she would have jumped through, took everyone with her, which is weird there because you then would assume it would have been another eighteen days before Caldwell. <laughs> got back because he would have gone the slow way with Daedalus. Mm. So it's weird that she was still somehow able to be shanghaied with the idea that Caldwell was going to replace Shepard. We didn't really talk about how long she was there for, though. So like well, two, two months. Yeah, but... it's, it's been two months since the siege. Yeah. but So she would have gone through. been on Earth the entire time. That's what I'm saying. I think so. I think they would have got a bit of R&R and then they've been picking all their extra teams and stuff like that. I would she started talking about Simon. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. But I, no, I just wanted to run through those, those numbers for Mitch. So 18 days yeah. each way on the Daedalus now. It's been two months since the Wraith encounter. And when we pick up on this episode, it's the final two days of that 18-day leg back. I think that's yeah. it. Did you watch yeah. the episode, Mitch? Yes. No, no, sorry. I was just, yeah, you know, I actually <laughs> so, watched so I just it mean... this afternoon. It is almost as fresh <laughs> yeah, as it's going to get. Canon. Yeah, that's the canon now. Yeah. So I just mean in terms of us watching this, because I think in the original air date, this episode um, aired before Origin. Because from this season mm. on, you actually are supposed to watch Atlantis first, then SG-1, then Atlantis first, then SG-1. So typically, like this, this episode would have aired the same, like on TV when they were playing one episode of Atlantis and one episode of SG One. You would have watched Avalon. Oh, sorry, not Avalon. You would have watched Atlantis. No, you would have. You you would have done because because Avalon was two parts. So you would have watched Avalon Part One and the Siege Part Three, then Avalon Part Two and this before Origin. Origin. Mm. Which to me just doesn't make, to me, this makes more sense. At the start of Avalon, you hear about Daniel getting ready for the Daedalus to go to Atlantis. And then he passes out when Vala puts the, the mm. wristband on him. And then when he wakes up, they say the Daedalus has left. Well, this is the Daedalus that's left. Yeah, so that's it's, cool. It's 18 days. That's, this is across the universe. Type yeah, shit. this is, this is mm. 16 days since Daniel woke up and they said with the bracelet on with Vala and they said, you've missed the Daedalus. Yeah. So I feel so like he should have been on this ship. Yeah. Daniel was like, supposed to be on the ship. Your father didn't rock up. Yeah. 
and then there would be no aura. So should we, that's a part of the reason why a lot of people hate Viola. She yes. brought the aura to the galaxy. <laughs> Which I think they, they make a joke Indirectly. of that in season 10 or something like that, don't they? Where they right. Possibly. They're basically like Viola and Daniel just get blamed for the whole aura thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. I blame Cooper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, speaking of some um, iffy writing, a little thing to note is um, so Peter DeLuise got handed his script for, written by Joe and Paul, and they said, All right, here's your next one to direct. And Peter DeLuise looks at it and goes, An almost sentient virus hiding in electronics. Oh, and you even reference it, it happened in, um, in SG1 a few years ago. Mm, that, that, episode called, that episode called Entity. Which I wrote. <laughs> Peter, Peter DeLuise wrote right. Entity. That's right. And he's like, guys, you've this might be just, controversial, Maddie. You've rewritten my script. Might not be a fan favorite. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's Carter Rep. My bad. Yeah, you can't um, say that. you can say it's not your favorite, but you don't speak for all fans, mate. So uh, no, you can't right. you can't you can't say that though. That's the yeah, problem. Just because you are a fan, cannot say this is just my opinion, and I don't think that mm. anyone else necessarily shares it. But I don't like this. And they go, "Well, you're an idiot." That's just yeah. that's just great fandom. <laughs> no, no, you're a racist. Yeah, <laughs> I don't that's like white people. Uh, there, yeah. I said it. Yeah, so I, yeah, Peter DeLuise was just like, oh, okay, so they've changed it just enough so I don't get a paycheck. <laughs> that, that wasn't the only one they've ripped off. Like I've said about this before in terms of what they try to do to, they do it more in SG-1, in like recycling storylines mm. for Cameron Mitchell's character development, but also for Atlantis, they still do it, but not as much. Mm. Because they have some more content, but this well, is also Cooper admitted. Cooper admitted Remember last tangent? week. Oh, yeah. Where Tilkin Tilkin Jack gets stuck in the glider. Mm. This is what was exactly what was happening to Shepard, but luckily they had beaming technology. Yeah, which was kind of fun because again we see this um, Shepard sitting in a chair. They beam him to the brig, the bridge, not the brig, mm. and he's standing. I'm like, this isn't Star Trek. No, I wrote that down. I'm like, I'm glad. That, I don't know when you last mentioned this, but I wrote that down. I'm like, it was so obvious too. It wasn't like someone just sitting in a chair and at a table where you go, oh, well, they kind of were able to stand up. It's like, no, they're in a cockpit. Like all they can do is sit down. So, And funnily just... enough, in the next or later in this episode, McKay actually kind of squats down to yeah. make himself smaller and he beams in the same way. It's yeah. Like, yeah. So... <laughs> Which one is it? Well, yeah. here you go. This is, well, I'm glad you brought it up because Peter DeLuise brought it up in the audio commentary. Um, for those unaware, if you do have the physical media, go and listen to this because it's Peter DeLuise and Gary Jones, aka Sergeant Walter Harriman, who's not even in this episode. Just, they're basically the Statler and Waldorf of Stargate, and I love it. But this is what um, Peter DeLuise had to say about that, about that scene uh, specifically. Do you see how he was in a seated position in the, in the jet? Yes. And then when he arrived, he was in a standing position. Yeah. He didn't show up with a seat. My instinct, well, <laughs> my instinct was to have him be in a seated position and fall on his butt oh. when he appeared. But I was told, no, too funny. Right. Too why funny. Why can't he just sit on the floor? Too funny. Doesn't have to be in the sky. Mm. Oh. Just sit on the floor in a seated no. position. No. no. I, I, think get a, I think you can get away with that. I, 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 I think it would have been brilliant. I think it would have been absolutely brilliant. 
Yeah, I don't like ill placed comedic moments in 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 moments of drama. Don't get me wrong, but like I, I mean, just think that if it makes sense, if logistically, logically no. makes sense. Well, Star Trek, Star Trek have done it. There's there's an episode in season three of DS Nine where someone's in a in a starship, like in a runabout, like piloting a ship. It's on a holodeck. Someone else deactivates the program, and the person was sitting. Are you talking about something else? Yeah. <laughs> It's ringing in my ears. Terrible um, feedback. He will go to bed. Okay, you the know. The character Brennan. falls over. The character falls over. I'm gonna fall asleep again. You play some more. But they didn't want any comedic timing. But then listen to this bit. John, are you still there? Go ahead. We're gonna use your radio to target the transport beam. We'll have you out of there in just a minute. Sounds good. So I'm still in range, right? The truth is, it's never been tested from this distance. Rodney seems to think it'll be okay. Well, that's good. We want to leave any parts behind. We're ready. I'm beaming him directly to the bridge. Are you all right? Yeah. Two arms, ten fingers. Uh... All right, hold on. When I try and find my balls, for God's sakes. One, two, and three. Okay, I'm okay. All right, Doctor, I've had enough of this. I'd like to have my shit back, please. All right. Way to go, a-hole! <laughs> So the powers that be obviously, well, they didn't want any comedy, but they put that in. Oh, okay. The powers that be obviously <laughs> deemed that funny enough. Whereas him falling down, too funny. Too funny. <laughs> too slapsticky, if anything. Yeah. 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 That was probably a Cooper note. Cooper would have been the one that said, no, too funny. No. Too funny. I don't too get funny. it. There's no power. You're not a you're not a writer, you're a director. Yeah. <laughs> in this episode that we reference. Do you know what a virus is? Do you know what a computer virus is? <laughs> it's like a bug. It's like a computerized bug. Digital bug. That's Piece. funny. Because because the wraith are also bugs. So it's it's a digital bug from a bug species. It's mm. hilarious. It's layered. You wouldn't get it. I guess that you wouldn't get it. <laughs> Actually, something you wouldn't have got, Mitch, is I didn't I didn't bother. Oh, hang on. I, oh, no, I, oh, come on. Let me get you the punchline got... out. Let, Let me, me say this. Out. You wouldn't have got it, Mitch. <laughs> Well, yeah, he definitely wouldn't have because during the audio commentary for a solid two minutes, Peter DeLuise talks about nothing but Galaxy Quest. No, nah, I don't so get it. Of course Mitch isn't going to get it. No. Nah. It's good though. But yeah, I didn't bother cutting the audio because I was like, was well, Mitch, is, Mitch isn't going to get it. So what's the point? It's going to be a really big day when I watch Galaxy Quest, the first Oof. ones, you know, just... Oh my god! The Matrix is it, Four. Is it going to be on my birthday? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> just the first two. I was going to say that could be my birthday. Yeah, I'll do it on your birthday, <laughs> like you're, from a distance. Like you're not even there. I'm like, Maddie, <laughs> happy, happy birthday! I'm finally watching all that stuff you want me to watch. Oh um, uh, god! But yeah, I think um, talking about the Daedalus just- crew before, they basically do nothing. It's only Caldwell and the Asgard that are actually mm. do anything out of the crew in this episode it felt to me well yeah. the rest of the crew were just going our controls aren't working mm. like but they, they lost control like... of the ship but that the chick's still at the helm but like they didn't even the have time. all right so other sci-fi series the crew looks after the ship like farscape for example the crew mm. would be trying to save the ship so who yeah. who are their main people the the captain of the ship Colonel Caldwell, he just tells them what to do. Well, I, th- I think and, he's forgetting. But when that... they're pulling out all the memory out of the out of the death gliders, 
of the human death gliders, the X303s or whatever they are now. Yeah, 302s. Why aren't they having that upgraded? Jesus. They the, Prometh- um, the Prometheus is the 303, the Daedalus is the 304. That's um, and why didn't they have someone helping them pull out those memory chips? And- because because the TV because the TV show is called Stargate Atlantis, not Stargate Daedalus. Not Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they don't Stargate. have a full crew yet. Stargate in the void without a Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just had the big problem with the Daedalus crew being terrible. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it too, like this is the fewest number of Atlantis crew we've had so far as well, because Ford gone, Taylor technically not in the episode. She gets that no, one. Mate. She gets she's that in one scene at Atlantis right at the end. for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not in the episode. Like she's not in part of it. She's just in that little sort of um, that little uh, one shot at the end. Mm, yeah. So it's like really of the actual like main cast of Atlantis, it's. We are Rodney and Shepard. Yeah. And then you've got Carson and um, uh, Caldwell. And then, you know, you get a little bit of Bo Bridges in the flashbacks and you get Nareem and stuff like that. But yeah, so it's almost like maybe they they could have. But I guess if, if you have like a, a Daedalus doctor, then why have, why have Carson there? And they'd already kind of set up that whole thing with cast see i liked all the flashbacks i i i like sort of the first half of this episode and then the, as soon as rodney's like oh it's a wraith virus and then i have to start pulling i mm. kind of tune out halfway through but i like all the flashbacks and and the cast and stuff where he's like oh i'm so underqualified all these people are better than me and they're gonna be working for me like i kind of like that as a as a little bit of a character beat mm. So I guess I'd prefer that than Carson not being in the episode at all and then just having like a random ship doctor on the Daedalus. Does the Daedalus have like a sick bay? Do we ever see like a... That's what I mean. Like, mm. they'd have to. Mm. Maybe it could be a doctor made out of pure light. Something stupid like that. <laughs> Where have I seen that? <laughs> <laughs> How much power did Taylor um, hold when everyone else was gone? Like, you know, she's in charge. Well, I guess by that stage, well over a month, right? Like a couple months or whatever the go is. And then when they get back and she's like, oh, it's wonderful to have you here. Welcome back. And then like, you know, all important people are coming up trying to talk to Weir and Taylor just steps in and goes, guys, 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 um, <laughs> maybe we can give Weir just a little bit of breathing space. She's been through a lot. She's like, thanks, Taylor. I've got this. And I'm like, yeah, d- can you shut up? Like, yeah. why do you think well, you're not her ea you get you that right? plant some eggplant or something and yeah, very very convenient for that for the last two months nothing interesting happened on atlantis for no. two nothing no i Zalinka mean granted, had some gear there at the end? yeah they probably weren't like probably they probably weren't allowed to travel off world while um we're in and oh, away sure. So was like, okay, you all just have to sit tight, just chill, take a well, take two months like, off. What are, we've got word. I mean, even if it was just like messages through the gate, but they were saying, what about our, you know, off-world contacts or whatever you know line they used about trying to find mm-hmm. uh, Rainbow? Like they've made contact with people off-world, but yeah, especially at the start where they remind you, hey, we kind of made this very real explosion to sell to the wraith that we had very faked a, uh, a, a destruction of our city. And then they left. I mean, I guess that was the point was to convince them that Atlantis had been destroyed, but I don't know. Did I not get a little bit curious? Does no one else like, yeah, the idea, like you just said that for two months, 
I don't know. Like at least every three days, something bad was happening for the last 12 months. But for the mm. last two, nah, sick. We're, we're easy. We can put these off-welders who live on, not even on the base most of the time. Let them have the keys. Let them do whatever they want. Well, we take back everybody of authority back to I mean, Earth. she didn't, they didn't say that she was officially in charge, but she did have a clipboard. Yeah. Oh, I feel like she was in charge. I if, think that's in, it. She in acted a, like it. That's in a mean. way, I kind of get it. Because if you like, if you go, okay, so you've got Weir's in charge, then there's like her senior staff who are the frontline team. And that's kind of it. She was, mm. she was the only one of the senior staff left behind. So while she doesn't have a, I mean, Weir doesn't have a rank, so it doesn't matter in that regard. You think um, Till could have ever been left in charge of the SGC? <laughs> Ooh. That would be interesting. That place would run smooth if Teal was in charge. Yeah, wouldn't it? Jesus. You just stare Although, at people, walk, stare, stand I, in the doorway, and they'd be like, oh. I don't, oh. I don't just, think. He walks Deirdre, around with a zat, just <laughs> looking at people going, is it going to be one shot or two? Yeah. Your choice. It's, Your like choice. That, it's like that scene from Wind of Opportunity where he just like pushes the door closed on people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't. He just wears I, his serpent armor constantly. I don't <laughs> think oh, that the. You scared me, bro. <laughs> I don't think that the American taxpayer could afford the candle bill, though, if Duke was in charge. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Although, yeah, the power bill would be cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> billion dollars to turn a lot. But our budget for matches has gone up eight million percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to say the thing about Caldwell before because you guys were comparing it <laughs> very understandably to past SG One episodes and. Um, uh, I, I mean, must we, we not a we're not a real big fan as a collective, right? Of entity, I feel like that ranks pretty low in mm. our. Yeah, I think rank. it was bottom three. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I actually, I, I I knew when I'm watching this, I'm like, oh yeah, SG One have done something like this before, but I didn't think of anything. And even you guys talking before about uh, Jack and uh, Teal being stuck in the three o one or two, which were two. Oh no, that back then it would have been the three o one. Yeah, then being I, I didn't even almost think of that as being the same, even though it is like, and it was, um, it was Apophis, right? Like bringing them to them to him, like same sort of thing. But I think because we knew what it was, yeah, it was exactly happened. the same storyline, same storyline, but like it wasn't as much of a mystery for as long as what this one was. And it's probably, well, in fairness, I want to say, I was going to say it's probably got to do with, with Coldwell, Mitch Pelegi being in this but i'm not like a long-term hardcore x-files fan but part of this i think it was the way that maybe delawise very early on even though they tried to sell up at being a mystery for so long like what's going on is there some hidden murderer or is there something more sinister is there a ghost or is it actually the computer very early on he would start scenes with like a security camera in the foreground and everything else happening behind him characters mm. talking in a blurred background hello so, dave yeah right to give this hint hey by the way it's actually the computer it's in the computer that's the bad the guy computer? and it reminded me i'm like oh this feels kind of x-files it's just not as much of a sort of dreary horror mm. and the x-files actually i, th- I want to say that within the first eight episodes 
maybe even sooner than that. I think there was like an <laughs> there was an evil security system that like was killing people in elevators and shit. And obviously Pelegi, right? He's he's X Files, but I'm like I'm not a long term X Files watcher enough to no. go. Well, he's in me it, neither. so naturally it connects the dots or anything. But that's what it felt like to me until you guys, you know, come in here and go. By the way, SG One's done this about three times already. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> I mean that's every right. every sci fi show has. You yeah. go, Brandon, haunting of deck twelve, great episode. That was like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great people. No, in no, I, 12, um, I, I do like, and keep an eye on it, Mitch, with, with um, Caldwell, because you never really quite trust him. And I think that's maybe why they cast mm. him, because of his role on um, X-Files. Because mm. it's like in this episode, obviously, there's that whole thing where he was gunning for Shepard's job. And then he was like a dick to weird when, you know, she like went over his head and he didn't get the job and he like yeah. found every opportunity to like, you know, have a go at her, which to be fair, the first time he does it, I think was totally fair. But like mm. the way he pulled, he pulled her aside. Sure. He might've been a little bit catty about it and personal, but the way he pulled her aside and said, Hey, you're on my ship. If you've got an issue with my orders, talk to me in private. I think that was totally fine. Yeah. Um, that was, that was totally acceptable. But I love that scene where like Landry and Caldwell are like, we're going to replace, um, Shepard, Shepard. He, you know yeah. he's too green doesn't follow orders blah 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 and she basically says the fuck you are yeah <laughs> um we, we, we can both go into your office and get that red phone that hammer used to use that calls the president and we'll see whose side he's on mm. and they both just back down straight away hey, which i, I thought sound like that is a ballsy call you're speaking to a general here and yeah. he's running this base the head of Earth. the sgc yeah and you're there going um i'm civilian i'm pretty sure he prefers me and i'm like oh yeah. does he though like i know you're in atlantis but it's also a little bit of out of sight out of mind i want to feel like mm. Compared yeah. to the immediate threat that the SGC has to fight against. And the president would have O'Neill and Hammond in his ear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so. the president also like selected Weir for yeah. this role. And then she also backs it up with the IOC, who are also in charge of the Stargate program at this point. Mm. Isn't this like, the same president that selected Kinsey as his running mate? I mean, he's made some questionable <laughs> decisions in the past. But uh, I, I like that scene too, where he, where she says, "Oh well, it wasn't the role that you were hoping for, or whatever, you know." And uh, it does that first flashback, but then it, it was weird because it was the first flashback, so they hadn't sort of set the precedent yet. Mm. But I still felt like they were going to come back to finish off the present conversation, or at least reference it, because it was almost like, "Hey, let's show the audience what we're talking about." But then we're going to come back mm. here and finish this off, and they never did. So you're left with that bad taste in your mouth of Caldwell. She's going, "Yeah, well, you wanted something that you didn't get," and then they show what that was, and you're like, "Oh man, he must be filthy." And then we the the story the scene doesn't give him a chance to re redeem himself immediately like as it goes on we understand yeah. he's a good guy wanting to do the right thing he just thinks that he's a better person to do it than other people are so he yeah. gets other chances to to make good calls and do the right thing in a, in a tough situation but i just thought that particular moment where we didn't come back from that first flashback to show them finish off that conversation even quickly wrap it up yeah. I thought, oh, that just made you, yeah, like subconsciously 
file him away in the sus corner a little bit, you know? It's the risk you take with that sort of non, non-linear storytelling. Like when you, you know, do the flashbacks, especially in, you know, network television where you you set to a certain runtime. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if there was another flashback that did more of that, but yeah. it ended up getting cut, you know? Mm. And that's the problem with, with, you know, jumping back and forward like that. It has been a while though. I, something I did like about that scene though, we haven't seen one in quite a while. But Caldwell in a combat cardigan. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Oh, you yeah. had the head that still had the, like the, you know, because he's sitting down. Of... Actually, because yeah. I was always, I kept in the flashback at, scene. I kept looking at Landry going, I think this is probably one of the main scenes is why I don't, I don't trust Landry that much. Mm. Because I'm like, what are you, what are you doing here, mate? Because you know how to... O'Neill was very much with Weir in the Atlantis expedition, and it was a nice handover in episode one. See, so like this is the team. Mm. As much as I dislike Weir as a general character, mainly her dialogue, but that's not the actor's fault. But yeah, that's why I'm like Landry. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you remember back when we started SG One, I sort of said like I was a bit iffy on Hammond for the first couple of seasons, until you know they yeah. Like that was when I was like, okay, he's a bit of fun. He's all right. He's, you know, he's part of the team. He's getting out there. He's doing shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, I don't think Landry ever really gets to that level. Like he's, he's definitely no, no he's hammer. Very, he's um, very clean cut up and straight up and down. Type yeah. Of dude. Which I think works, works to his benefit. Like, you know, and not doing any spoilers, but he's got a scene in continuum, which is probably one of his best. Yeah, it is. Um, but then there's a line of dialogue in that movie, which I won't go too much further. And they're saying how much of a good bloke he is. I'm like, is he? Well, <laughs> like, yeah. I no, I just, I didn't get I just that. Think when when he when he goes off, like I buy it because we've never. I well, I personally like you have never completely 100 sort of trusted Landry and and felt like he was you know one of the team just because he never mm-hmm. he never got the time to do it. So yeah, that I think that's I think you're probably right because even if we only got two seasons of Hammond. Even though, I, like, I wasn't like you. I loved Hammond from day dot, but two seasons of Hammond, you wouldn't get that yeehaw feel about him either. Yeah. But I think that was the end of season two, was it? Uh, first yeah, episode of season three, yeah. Three, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I. Uh, it was funny when the first flashback happened and I'm sitting there, and probably because it was people sitting around a table reading stuff, and I was like, ah, oh, another clip show and i'm like hang on no we haven't seen this stuff before (laughs) (laughs) um so it it it, i was wondering how this particular episode with this particular story would have played out had it have been in chronological order and obviously obviously it, it doesn't work but at the same time it's weird that it's weird placement for those scenes that are like hey this is why these particular characters are fighting about you know, leadership or, or hierarchy or, or whatever and selecting a team and, and Weir's personal relationship and her ex has moved on into cut with, hey, this ship is about to blow up or go into nearby sun to kill us or take us to Wraith to be fed on because it's got a computer virus. It just, it, it wasn't like anything that went on in the flashback scenes had anything really to 100%, do with 100%. what was going on. And like, I don't want to, like, for whatever reason, I think it wasn't even like whenever I think flashback, I think of this show and I don't say this show to piss off Maddie, but like you think of something like lost where they would have two very different, whatever was going on in the present, whatever was going on in the past, 
two very different storylines, but there was mm. a common theme about why this person, he learned something in the past that's going to help him. In the, and it's like, it, it otherwise had nothing. There was so far apart, oh. different shows, different genres. Scrubs did it for nine solid years. It was yeah. A plot and B plot and they dovetailed at the end. Yeah. It's a sign of good writing. Like it's a sign of yeah. a really good um, way to tell a story. Whereas in Simpsons this, did that for the first 13 years that I know of. Mm. Yeah. They were genius at it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they'd start with they'd start with A plot, which would turn into B plot, and you'd never go back to A plot but until the end, but C plot came through as well. Yeah. yeah. That was incredible. That and show. it all mm. tied up in a perfect little knot. Yeah. 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 Whereas this so, one didn't, and it it was, I don't know, it it it, it didn't hit me in a bad way i didn't sit there going oh my god this is a, these are tedious because i was genuinely interested in the power play uh and like you just said that landry not he's not handling it like jack would have i guess with jack he he understands well you've got to hang on side with the people that are out there on the front line because i know what that's like so i'm going to hear he would hear what Weir has to say because Weir's been living it. Whereas Landry, he's new. He's probably been aware of the Stargate for 20 years, but he's new in charge. He's still very much thinking like that military guy that, you know, I want to eventually get to the Pentagon type guy. Caldwell too. Mm. He's been in one battle there or, you know, okay, a couple of battles, but over, you know, the course of a week or whatever with the Wraith and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, these guys are doing things the wrong way. It's like, mate, mm. settle down. Mm. How about you listen to, okay, she's not a military uh, personnel, but she's lived and breathed this for 12 months. Like you've got to side with these people. Um, so I, I like that. Yeah. And, and I liked the the weird stuff, the, the, the relationship stuff, because I'm like, okay, why is she wanting this guy? I didn't even know what this guy did. When we had those two quick scenes of him last season, I didn't know what job he had. All of a sudden he's a doctor and he's like, oh, oh, I've got too many patients to look after and I can't leave now. And then he's like, I'm not going, you're the adventurer. And I'm like, I get that. Um, we're talking about going to the other, another fucking galaxy, you idiot. It's not like, oh, I don't like rock climbing, so I'm not going to go out today. <laughs> like, I think you're going to have to come up with a little bit that too, bigger yeah. of an excuse than that. And then he's yeah. like, okay, look, I've got a new piece of tail. Like, it's like, okay, you could yeah. have just said that because if you could have just said, I'm just not that into you. Yeah, Elizabeth. there's a whole, you've probably got that book <laughs> behind you, right? Next to Schrodinger's cat. Okay. That's what, the, what if your girlfriend drives past now and she yeah. looks in and she sees maybe yeah. what she knows to be your old flame she's, licking her finger and putting candles out, mate? Like, <laughs> What's she gonna think about this shit? The I mean, ho hopefully you know that's the, the only goes. thing that yeah. was getting licked while while we was home. Like, mm. what? How? Um, I'm interested in timeline wise. How far into that did we find out? Like, how long had we been back? Mm. Uh, how many interactions had she had with him before he's like, um, I'm seeing someone else. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't buy that she's been there for twenty days. That's why I don't feel like that. Mm. Um, those those three went back before the Daedalus left. Yeah, see, I would um, have thought you hear Caldwell say, "Man," and I I felt it even just that one delivery, which wasn't even overdone to the point where I don't even think it was supposed to have meaning. But just he goes, "I've done back to back to back." Okay, I I know mm. this ship. I'm like, dude, you have you spent some time on this ship just we're going just, through. Which is bullshit space, though, right? because the first trip was only three days. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I didn't think about that, but I was there going, well, the, the trip to Earth and back. But that would have been it back to back. so inconvenient after that, after doing three days and no, then I 18. I'm just going back to Weir's one. But I want to talk about the scene where Weir gets a pearl necklace that 
uh, wears a pearl necklace that Nareem gave her. <laughs> and then she licks her thumb and rubs the end of his candle. <laughs> That's actually think, all I, I think, have to say I, about that. <laughs> I, think, I think you've said all that needs to be said about that scene. That, um, yeah. Although um, Peter DeLuise and um, Gary Jones do have a little bit to say about um, old Simon. Now, I, I'm going to tell you something. Do you see this guy? This is Garwin Sanford. Do you yeah. recognize him? Yeah. Oh, they, he's got longer hair. He's got longer hair. And therefore, he's not the guy, the, the guy. Tolan guy from SG-1. Right. Who's the boyfriend of Carter. Yes. He's a completely different person. Yeah. He's not that guy. He's the guy with long hair now. Yeah. I guess if you say that enough, Peter, the fans will believe you. Okay, that really hurts. <laughs> and they won't even think that. There's no reason to get nasty about it. Apparently, I don't know why this is. There's only one guy who can play the boyfriend of a strong female character here in Vancouver. Right. And it's Garwin Sanford. Yeah. Well, Garwin is a wonderful actor. Well, he's got boyfriend chops. He's he, definitely got the boyfriend chops. Uh, How different a, is that compared to last week's? Right. right. Oh Imagine going back to back to back of those, of those episodes with the audio commentary. Yeah. You would feel like this one went for three minutes and you'd been cheated out of like a proper audio commentary because it just would have breezed by. That was hilarious. It was like Mate. they were reading off a script. It was just bang, Three bang, minutes. Bang. Three minutes before the previously on had even finished. So within the first... 30 seconds of the audio commentary. Like, this is literally as the previously ons are playing. The first thing Peter and Gary say after introducing themselves is this Whoa, yeah, whoa, you wait like a that? second. You like that? If you get nailed in the chest with a hangina, oh, you get the black guy. Oh, right. <laughs> the hangina, <laughs> the, the wraith have a yeah. hangina. Get the hangina. Like, yeah. come on. And then after the first stock shot of um, you see the Daedalus, like the, literally like the previously on has just finished. You get the opening shot of the Daedalus flying in space. So we're less than two minutes in and this is what they've got. It's so ship. expensive to bring those ships to set. The Teamsters, the number of Teamsters to right. just drive that thing. Incredible. Right. And to dump out the, the, the potties. Oh, oh, we've got gray water I guess they days. must really... <laughs> I guess there must be just so much potty water in space, really, when you think about it. It's huge. Don't you think? Yeah. And, you know, they don't keep the potty water on board. No. They purge that. Yeah. Which is a flaw in in a tactical strategy because if you wanted to figure out where a ship was, you'd just scan for space poop. Exactly. And you'd know where the the ship was. Folks, uh, it's been less than a minute and And we're talking about space poop. And then they go on for another minute after that to continue. People don't want to hear this. People don't want to hear about this. Uh, I'm I'm going to highlight. If you wanted to figure out where a ship was, yeah, you'd just scan for space poop. Exactly. That to me, there's either two meanings behind that tone is that either he's thought about that, but he's afraid that no one else would, or. He's just realized that like there's so much space. Exactly. It's just like it's a it's a mind-blowing realization. Like that's and now I'm thinking, why why isn't there like you know, traveling yeah. through hyperspace and all of a sudden the the you know, the windshield essentially of a ship just mm. gets covered in feces in that's been like, you know, by by a ship in front of them. You're like, oh man, the wraith have been here. There's blue shit everywhere, you know. I mean, oh, yeah, I, do, do, I mean, do the wraith too. Do I the hope they have poop. blue and purple shit, the Wraith. <laughs> I really do. 
That would be interesting. So the, the vibe I got that about that from Gary was a lot like what we do here. He's just, oh, big time. Just going with it, using his ad lib skills. Like we know mm. that's that's how he rolls. They're Statler and Waldorf. That's it, yeah, that's how they roll to the next bit. Yeah. Mm. They um they did have another little running bit that um I just wanted to point out to you guys just to show that, you know, sometimes you know you can just bring bring different shows together. You like check it out. Do you know what that is? Um, Star Trek Next Generation. That's oh. that, that's a stock shot. Right, sorry. Of a, of a, of a ship. Well, I've, I've just touched on something that is enormously frustrating for uh, Trekkie fans and as well as a Trekker, excuse me, uh, fans and Gator fans. <laughs> and Peter is off in a hallway just screaming at me. Going, I got a day, I got a, I got a certain number of scenes to get through today. That must suck. And you're not helping me out. But when it suits you... Do it as Shatner over right. and over and over, over and over and over. Every time Gary comes on the show, <laughs> I make him do it as Shatner because we need something to get us through the day. So, look, all I'm saying is, you know, an audio commentary. Did he do his Shatner? No, no, not in the audio oh, commentary. Oh, that's disappointing. But remember, remember that's, that's how he got the role is um, when he auditioned for, for Technician in, in the very first episode, he was like, he did it as Shatner in one of the, in one of the, he had There's everyone laugh. Something on the wing. Something. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, is, you know, an audio commentary is very much like a podcast. These guys make a Stargate show, but they still feel okay talking about Star Trek while they do it because they know that there's overlap. There's overlap, guys. Mate, you better shut up because you're going to get, that's already three. <laughs> and people are counting. People are relying on us to shut yeah, your mouth. Thanks to off. you guys, people are counting my tweets. And apparently, if I tweet too many times, <laughs> like they somehow have come some kind of recourse, where if I say something too many times, they can like suspend my you. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> We're blocking you for three days. Yeah. So if you're one of those people who t- at tweets me, that's one. Go Great f- yourself. Go yourselves. Right, people. <laughs> Hey, still on the um, flashbacks. I think what I didn't like, and it was, it was almost like it was like really trying to go. Hey, audience, do you get what's going on here? Was the uh, whatever they did with the colors, right? They messed around. I don't know. I'm forgetting the. the oh, that weird like term. sepia tone type right. thing. Yeah, like yeah, grayish. They play it with that with the flashbacks, it. and I'm like, you know, the modern story, the present day stuff is happening. Mm in hyperspace on the yeah. list. Like if you suddenly cut to the SGC and... Oh, is that next door, is it? Yeah. Is through the brig? <laughs> and, and Weir is talking about things that are yet to happen, but in the present day, they're talking about them having already happened. Mm. Um, and you have it in the same sort of color balancing as everything else. I think we're going to get that this is what has happened. And certainly it was one step away first- from like a harp. You know that little. Yeah, yep, exactly. And if we didn't, if we didn't get it the first time, mm. pretty sure we would have the next three or four times we cut back. Like I think by the third, yeah. and they were still messing with the colors. And I'm like, I, you know that I know I get it, right? Like I get it. Um, I like it when they cut back and quest. They, I get it. Each right? of the actors is staring into space, and then everyone's trying to get their attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colonel, <laughs> Colonel, huh? John. Oh yeah, that's me. Turns always, out the side effect of that vibe that um. The side effect of the virus in the ship is that when you think about things and remember things, it's in sepia tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder about that when I see that in, in movies and TV where people have a flashback and 
and it goes for 10 seconds, three minutes, and it like comes back to present day. And then someone is like, hey, 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 Brennan. Hey, Brennan. Like, oh, oh, sorry, what? And I'm like, were you literally thinking of every second and word that was spoken yeah. in that flashback? Or are you just like, oh, it was like that time that what? Oh, someone's talking to me. Like, at what point? Because that never happens in yeah, real it's life. Not like you know, a literal dream. No, exactly. I'm like, so what, you know, it's kind of like in a musical. I'm like, these people aren't really singing and dancing through the street and no one's thinking it's weird, are they? Or are they? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Just watch Mitchell and enjoy. One um one flashback that I thought was enjoy. a little bit odd. Enjoy these delusional <laughs> is we get a little bit of an update on Ford and, you know, Shepard having to go yes. and tell Ford's, Ford's family that, you know, he's... I was going to mention that too. He's MIA. And it's like through all of season one, we get maybe three bits of info about Ford and, and who he is as a person. And one of the big things that we that's hammered home a couple of times in season one is that he appears to have been, like, raised by his grandparents. Like, you know, mm. letters to Pegasus, He his letter is to his grandparents, you know. Grandma, and, grandpa. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. So that then was that was actually the whole thing. Yeah. The so baby. then <laughs> so then what happens in a flashback? Shepard's talking to his cousin and she has this long-winded thing of going, Oh, this is why I didn't want you to talk directly to his grandparents because they mm. wouldn't be able to handle it. I'm like, what, were there no old people available to film? Is that why they had to, like, rewrite it to make it this didn't, cousin um, we've never heard of? Remember in the first episode they had the the Rocky montage of everybody saying goodbye to their respective others and he yeah. was hugging grandma and grandpa. Maybe those actors are dead, mate. Oh. Hell, I didn't think of that. It's not like they had any lines. Did you see their faces? That's one of those easy... <laughs> Well, yes. there's easy things to recast. Yeah, you know, that's so. racist. Wow. <laughs> Interchangeable, are they? Wow. Old <laughs> people. They, they old all look the same, do they? Old oh, people, oh, all old oh, people look the same to me. Once once you hit 75, you all look the same. It's all it's all purple hair rinses <laughs> and nose hair. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't particularly enjoy this line from cousin. You know, Aiden mentioned you in that tape message he sent. He said you were a good man, that he trusted you with his life. Nice. You tell me, Colonel, was that trust misplaced? What? Colonel. What? Colonel. And then we get him staring into space, literally. Mm. Are you still there? Staring into space. I didn't really appreciate that. Like, A, she doesn't even know what he did. Because he can't tell her because it's yeah, you know, oh, classified. I, I get her being it's up just in MIA. It. Yeah, but I think for the insinuation from the start of that scene is it's like he Shepard says, "Oh, he's not dead until I get confirmation." We just kind of think he is. like, you know. So they're playing it's around with action. that. Yeah. So, so I like I get her being up in her feelings about it. Um, but no, again, you know what it was that epi- like, that was line that... would have had more. Um, impact if it had come from you know Ford's grandma. Yeah, that's true. I feel like yeah. that would have had more impact because and that, you can't argue that's... back with a grandparent, right? Like I would have if he would have argued with her, I'd be like, yeah, maybe you plead your case, yell at her, and go, now how dare you? Mm. Because one, he mm. shows up, he's in civilian clothes. It's not like he's there. Like he was in civilian clothes, right? I felt like he was normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. He shows up and said, "Look, I just wanted to tell you," and 
look, the official line is that, yeah, maybe he's missing, but you know what? I still think if he's been alive, I'm not going to rest until I find him. Okay. Because he was such an important member of my team and I don't leave anyone behind like that, but I wanted you to be a member of my team. Right. Sure. (laughs) And then, and then she still turns around and is like, how dare you not care about him at all? Like he, you you didn't even like, he, he trusted you and you betrayed him. And I'm like, how did you get that result out of that? But if it is a grandma, you just sit there and cop it. It's not, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Like that would have really hurt him. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think this scene would have played better next week, like in next week's episode. Okay. I mean, I I get that the flashbacks were only in this episode, but I just think because it was out on its own, there was nothing else around it. I think the, um, I think the thing that better next week. The thing that irked me the most about her saying that was it's like Shepard was like, uh, just so you know, I was literally the only one who gave a fuck. Like the rest of the expedition totally forgot that he even was there. Yeah. It's like of all the members of the expedition, Ford certainly was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he has a black eye now. Did I tell you? That Ford, man, he sure loved to wear hats. <laughs> showed up on time most days yep that that ford sure had a you know great knack for trying to name things <laughs> getting completely shut down every time That's yeah it. he's not he wasn't creative we know that but yeah. i tell you what man he carried a backpack <laughs> like no one else you know <laughs> if you needed someone to if you needed someone to hold something while you were doing something more important, Ford was there. He was always there. He might not have been on camera, but he was always there. He might not have said anything while he was there, but he sure was there. Remember there was that one time in the scene, he could play with them. So the kid would stop annoying the lead character. <laughs> he was good at that. Yeah, let's pull one out for Ford. <laughs> with whatever beverage he happened to enjoy. <laughs> he could have been sober. We'll never know. Yeah. It, it, it's funny because everyone that I know that likes Stargate Atlantis was really happy that Ford left. That's it. Well, what about you? There's, there's, there's no attachment. I, I'm still pretty middle ground. Like I enjoy the you know last two and a half minutes. And that times you know ten that we did in in the entirety of season one. I think I think podcast. we just gave Ford more airtime than he got in yeah. season one. <laughs> like I get it. Like I, yeah, not there's not a lot memorable, but I also don't like watching. Oh man, I I despise this character or anything. But yeah, that's true. And maybe it's just because I know that as far as like, well, get one character out so we can have another one and that Momoa's coming up and what Momoa has become since then that I'm like, yeah, you make way for Momoa. But no, you at, the, at this stage, you were making way by, for the kid that used to be on Baywatch, right? So mm. like, that's not what they were doing. Maybe it was, but because we don't know. I where honestly it's... think Ronan Dex is his best role he's mm. ever had. Yeah. Mm. That's why I'm getting excited, I, right? Because I, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm no, one episode away from that now. I'm you can't so, even, uh, I don't so even think you can oversell that. Yeah. I think, yeah, basically they were getting rid of Ford was just basically, it wasn't because suddenly it's like, oh, Momo was available because he wasn't, he wasn't a pull at that point. He was a nobody. Yeah. It was just the production realizing, like I said at the very, very start of Atlantis, they basically just got the two or three most 
you know, prominent things about all the characters from SG1, put all those bits of paper into a hat, mixed them all around, pulled them out. And by the end, Ford got second in command. Yeah, because... Like, everyone um, else got all the cool, interesting parts. Because and so McKay they, already existed in reality. Well, yeah, McKay got all the Carter stuff, like all the interesting science stuff. We got mm. all the Daniel Jackson stuff. Taylor was supposed to be a Teal, but they kind of, for some reason, shied away from that. I mean, she mm. was obviously much more... She could have been fluent in ancient. Yeah, well, and she could have been a, a more badass. Like, she's very, she's very tender and very... Um, uh, caring, which you know, something that Teal'c isn't. He's very sort of stoic and doesn't mm. give a lot of emotion. But if you just need like a badass on the team to kick some ass, Taylor was set up to be that character. So yeah. I think they realized Taylor was going a different way, and then Ford had nothing. So then, okay, we need to get rid of Ford and bring in essentially a Teal'c clone, but yeah. we'll change it up a little bit. And you know, um, just a sick dude. Mitch what, will see that. that in what a you said, Mitch. Just a dude, just a cool dude that you want to hang with. Yeah. But the whatever the line was. <laughs> yeah. But that I think that's like me personally, I would have much rather Taylor's character to be very about race knowledge and ancient knowledge. Mm. So like say she's like an ancient monk, kind of like we had with the Oma de Sala monk. Yeah. She was like badass with the stick still. She, you know, she was very kind of yeah, knowledgeable only, and educated about the she ways. She very rarely talks the about ancients. the ancestors, and and yeah, there's not a not a lot, not a lot of yeah. And it's no, and it's a bad understanding about what the ancients were as well. Mm. Like it would have yeah. been nice if she was on her way to actually ascending or something cool like but, that. But if you ever need a guy to to look like Lenny Kravitz at a Halloween party, Ford's your man. <laughs> Balding just, Lenny Kravitz. Give him those goggles and he'll be there. We're ready all pretending. To party. Whoop, whoop. We're all pretending this season that he wasn't going bald. But uh, <laughs> I mean, we're all in amongst that. I can't remember if it's, I feel like it's a Seth MacFarlane or maybe like a Kevin Smith thing. And if they saw this episode, they would say in the very opening shot, we are broke the cardinal rule that you should never do in any piece of visual media mm. she sipped a hot beverage with two hands i can't Why remember who, you do that i can't remember who that is it's but someone it's just it's their pet peeve it's their absolute pet peeve and they hate it whenever mm. anyone drinks a hot beverage with two hands they just go no no one ever does that no one in, in real but they life do if it's cold ever you done that hands cold you make you want to make your hands i got no issue with that yeah, me neither. I don't. I don't. But yeah, what just... I, I my pet peeve is anyone drinking, especially coffee, out of like a white mug or oh, and like... some description, <sighs> and they drink it and they take such a big sip, and it's real coffee. It's not. It's like an espresso coffee. It's not instant shit. It's mm. espresso, and that shit stains. And they drink from it, and there is no stain of coffee <laughs> residue, anything. And yep. or they'll or they'll have a um a, a paper takeaway coffee cup from Starbucks or something, and it's fresh. It's a full fresh big tall glass of coffee and they, oh, and they wave the that around. Gulp. take the big gulp and then like fake swallow but wave around the cup mm. as if it's got no weight inside it because if something's got weight inside especially if it's liquid and it's hot you don't move it like that and i just i'm yeah. like man 
I just want to make something so I can give someone a drink like that and go, now it's got real stuff in it. I'm even going to put water in it so that you have a real sip. You know, like what I, I get people not wanting to eat like meals for 300 takes and take. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But what's a sip of water going to hurt you? Come on. I just, it shits me to tears of the coffee and there's clearly nothing in the cup. Scrubs did that really poorly in the first couple of seasons to the point where even in their own audio commentaries, they're like, oh man, I've got to work on my coffee cup game. That looks mm-hmm. terrible. Um, and they make a, a better attempt at it. And a, an interesting bit of trip, well, interesting bit of trivia for me anyway, is Gilmore Girls, which is well known for its coffee drinking. Is <laughs> Laurel, um, Lauren Graham, she said when the reboot came back, and I think she was on um, maybe Colbert. And she's like, there is, there always has been and always will be coffee in my cup yeah for the entire run of the series good and the daughter um alexis bladell who played rory isn't a coffee drinker so what they would actually do is they would put cola in her um in her cup so at mm. least it was a dark liquid because a lot of yeah. time you'd be in the diner and you'd see dark liquid being poured into a cup and she'd be drinking it it would be just like soda yeah um not hot obviously but um at least it was you know giving the illusion and then there was always weight in the cup because yeah that's mm. something that bug them as well and you, then you see that continuation into um because the the woman who created gilmore girls created marvelous mrs Maisel, which is mm. now winning just like all of the awards because it's fantastic <laughs> um and it's that that attention to detail it just yeah it's really immersive and it just makes you really feel like you're in the world hey did anyone notice um in the opening scene of um of this episode like after we're in um shepherd are talking for a little bit there's that guy that comes in and he's like, oh, there's been an accident. Um, you need to come quickly. He's like a poor man's Joe Flanagan. It's like a dollar store version of Joe Flanagan. It was super weird. I'm like, I wonder if he's like a stand-in for him or like a stunt oh. double or something like that. He just kind of looked yeah, like Joe I know, Flanagan. I know which guy you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And then later on, the guy, the scientist guy that gets spaced, you know, the one that gets like with the goatee that gets spaced. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. While, um, and Lindstrom. Yep. Yeah. That was a cool scene. I really enjoyed yeah. that. That actor, that actor, he's the Tokra from Allegiance. I was going to say he looks, yeah. Back I don't know in, which one you're talking about. Back in season six, when we're on the Alpha site and there's the invisible Ashrak and he's killing people and you've got the SGC, the Tokra and the Jafar Free Nation all like infighting between each other because people yeah. are dying. He's in that episode yeah. as, as he's like, he's like he's Jacob's. The main Tokra, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Jacob's offsider as, as the main Tokra guy. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed the Asgard this time. I always forget his name. Hermioid? Hermioid. 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 Just the whole Rodney arguing with him was just, I don't know why. It was I love a couple I love of seconds, that, but it was so good. And then Shepard's going, does he have to be naked? I love that Shepard is <laughs> like seriously naked? off put by him. And I love that Hermiad fucking hates being there. <laughs> I love yes. it that he. That yeah, that is really good. The, the Asgard have always been just like the peak of just like enlightened intelligence mm. in the universe, and Hermione is just the pettiest little cunt you have ever met, just mm. mumbling under his breath in Asgard. I fucking love it so much. Oh, that's who we missed the hiccup girl. She was in it. That's what I mean. Like I missed her. Ah, oh. I don't know if she comes back. I think she's kind of done now. Yeah, I agree. That that's kind of the best back. part about the Daedalus is she's nice and quirky and had to deal with the Asgard. Mm. She's like, oh, Hermione's not gonna like that. And um, yeah, but 
that whole Rodney with the puppet. That may, I don't know why he's just arguing with, and he thinks he's way smarter than this Asgard. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Rodney knows. knows that he is way smarter than this Asgard. That's the problem. He's like, he doesn't think it. He knows it. He knows <laughs> Look just what he went yeah. oh. Could you be more specific? Uh, actually, no, I can't. It's like, oh, this could go on forever. <laughs> they could it take could that show a, on the road. It could be a yeah, buddy cop movie. So, <laughs> have you ever? Is I'm not um, something about chess. He goes, oh, I don't really play chess that much. It's really hard to find a uh, you know a, a, a good opponent. And I'm like, oh, you just had to throw that in there. It's not like, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, I love chess. It's, it's talking well, to Flanagan, who I, I mean, do too. love it, but I just can't play it anymore because I yeah. cannot find a Queen's Gambit chick to so save boring. myself. Oh my God, it's so hard. Uh, and Shepard's yeah. like Mensa, so he would yeah. probably crush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just needs to be the series finale of them sitting down playing chess and just Flanagan, uh, well, Shepard wiping the floor with him. Yeah, that walking away. Yeah. That would have been a nice character yeah. development. With with Hermiod refereeing. Do, do chess games need a referee? Yeah. Yes. Watch over. That'd be fantastic. Most of the time it's settled by the players. True. But this is Rodney we're talking about. So he's gonna yeah, that's true. He's, he's gonna need uh, oversight. You knew that. That wasn't there before after I came back from my bathroom break. Yeah, that's what he would be claiming Hermioid's cheating. Hey, so um now that uh the Formerly great people at Stan are no longer uh, streaming uh, Stargate. Um, I've gone back to the um, physical media, hence why suddenly I now have audio of um, audio commentaries because I've gone back to the old way of doing it. Something that was a delightful surprise is some little previews of MGM properties, just some, some little some little previews um, before the DVD kicks in of just advertising other other shows you can buy and apparently this is some kind of overlap there must be some kind of overlap with um stargate fans see if you can pick this up before they say say what it is these friends are on the ride of their lives i know it's a condos and i'm on to you it's called growing up i just want to be your friend welcome to dawson's creek a place where relationships are never oh, simple easy. And emotions are always intense. It's about life. It's oh God. about love. <laughs> and it's about time for Dawson's Creek on video. Available only from Columbia TriStar Home Video. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah. Mitch watched... got that within three, no, less than that, 1.3 No, but seconds. the only reason I did is because I also watched on physical media today. And so I oh, did that on... I was and making also, one. I went to high school with Mitch, mm. and if anyone doesn't know Mitch, he had a massive, massive crush on Joshua Jackson. Yeah, mate, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Conway, mate, he was my mighty duck. All right, True. he was my champion. Um, yeah, he he was obviously the Katie one. Holmes is who. Obviously, yeah. Katie Holmes. Holmes. That was well. A... I was hoping you weren't going to say Michelle Williams. Although there was Why one because she was... killed Heath Ledger. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> too soon. No, because she's the hotter of the two. Although <laughs> one guy I went to school with, like, because to me, like in high school, it was always a, okay, are you a Joey or a Jen guy? Like, which one mm. would you prefer? One guy said Annie. Remember how there was that other one that was like the, the yeah. sister of the, of the gay guy? Yep. One guy was like her. And, and we were all just like, yeah. what? Nah. Was she what? redhead? 
No, she was blonde, I think, or like a mousy brown. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah blonde. I never brown, watched yeah. it, to be honest. Oh, no, Meredith, somebody played it. Now, there's, there's, every time oh, I saw yeah, Dawson right. climbing through a window, I'm like, this, he does this every week. Uh, like, get it right. It was Joey climbing in Dawson's window. Dawson, that's f-ing gay. <laughs> Joey was Katie <laughs> Holmes, you idiots. Oh, sounds like a dude. Oh god! <laughs> and what? And what? Uh, I no, was thinking about friends. You, yeah. ne- you, you never saw the scene where Joshua Jackson climbed into James Vanderbeek's window. That's what I was. Oh, hoping. You would love that. The first season, he was sleeping with his teacher, and he was in like grade ten. That's right. He had an affair with his teacher for a yeah. whole season. It was excellent. Pacey did. Pacey. This of course he did. Catches up. He catches I didn't up. Even no, like the, the reason, show, and I knew he was not. Yeah. The main reason I thought that was weird. Uh, being on the DVD, you say the crossover. For me, it's the time frame because this season two, well, 2005. So 2005. The mm. DVD comes out, it's 2006. Video. And video yeah. too. Um, Dawson's Creek was out in 2000 because like, I was in grade nine in 2000. Wow. And it, was, it might have even been out at 99, which I should, yeah, I'll do a quick Google now god but, mitch you you could have almost been one of my like um i think it could, have been, early, think it could have been earlier mitch 98 uh yeah maybe 98 maybe it was coming out uh, maybe it was 98 uh overseas there you go 98 over i'm gonna say 98 in the states and we didn't get it no hang on 20th of january 1998 was the first episode because i remember kids talking about it in primary school i'm like you're wow. joking See, I don't remember that. I remember it being in a yeah, high school I, discussion, and it yeah, was I remember high school. I, I did watch it. Like I said, I had an unhealthy did, yeah. crush on Katie Holmes, mm-hmm. but it was Same one of those things that, that lasted up until Batman Begins. Uh, I mean, yeah. you got a huge crush on Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, and that was all over. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the female version of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> Heath Ledger. Um, anyway, back to Stargate. So, oh, I, I've been done for like twenty minutes. I love it how every time they think John Shepard's dead, he just leaves them hanging. Like they're like, yeah. it did seem Colonel, unnecessary. Colonel, Colonel. <laughs> yeah, we're in we're in the Glider Bay. We're safe. It's it like, was one step just, away from going. Oh, sorry. I was waiting for the camera to cut back to my coverage before yes, I answered. Exactly. Like, there's sorry, no the reason. Was still on Rodney. Um, yeah. Or he could have been. Sorry, Rodney was being really annoying, and I had to tell him to shut up. <laughs> like, but even just the non-explanation, like, you know, they kept saying this is dangerously high. Like, even the damage to the hull of the actual ship, which is so much further away from the sun is extensive you're in this little ship that's really close it's got less uh, protection you're in danger and then like a minute later they ask uh Hermio, and they're like hey how long have they got until things yeah. start getting dangerous and he's like oh i think it's it's beyond that it's way too late they're, they're dead and then they can't get in touch with him and, and then we never still then yeah like he's like yeah i'm okay i'm coming back now and then you just got like rodney in the back trying to see whether that that sunburn touch <laughs> system test on his arm like if i touch it does it go white and i'm like dude the the asgard from that brilliant species of aliens one of the four great races suggesting that you actually should be dead and you're worried about whether or not maybe you've got a light tan feeling like, on his nose and then yeah no explanation as to why that like they were fine it was like there was so much dread about what was going to happen to them and then after it didn't still about why it should have 
and then still no explanation. Which is like, yeah, move on. This is a show. Mm-hmm. We've got to get home and hug people on the stairs uh, next to the gate. Guys. I think this might be the moment too where it has a little bit of carryover. I can't remember whether it is this moment or not, but I feel like sometime in the next couple of weeks, there's another radiation issue. And Roddy's like, I came very close to a sun recently. I've had enough radiation. <laughs> yeah, he does say that. Yeah. And I was like, I um, love that he's just an absolute hypochondriac. Oh, yeah. I had an issue with that. So they never even talk about radiation, like apart from that joke. So Hermioid was overreacting. Like, is he a drama queen or what? Because every time Rodney's like, it's getting hot. And John's like, yeah, but it's. Just one extra second, and we got the AI bot. Which, for no reason, should they have won against against that thing? They mm. were literally flying blind. They had no onboard computer. They were in the dead of space. He shouldn't have even been able to see the thing. Yet, why not? They had a mad dog fight in space. Yeah, with an against an AI. I mean, I loved it, but <laughs> he couldn't. Literally, couldn't see it. Yeah, he could. He just looked out the window. <laughs> That's ridiculous. There's a giant window in front of him. He's in. He's in space. Yeah. <laughs> so. Just chuck the, the sun on. blinding him, and he yeah. Can but he knew. Him. He knew where it was. It was right behind the Daedalus. All he had to do was go behind the Daedalus. No, could you imagine? Like he did a three sixty as soon as he came out, mm. well, and then it was like, yeah, I got this. Hey, that's why he's the main character of the show. Yeah. That's why he's the lead. <laughs> I like loved the um, it. I loved all of it. Pump yeah, and then the break, the yeah. break thing. Hang on, Rodney. So good. <laughs> it was funny. And then like, Weir's like, "Oh my god, that was so wet. Nice move." Um, <laughs> Let me go and lick my candle. Yeah, I'm gonna lick his candle when he gets back. <laughs> no, lick lick her candle. Oh, lick Nareem's candle. <laughs> nah, his candle's getting licked by someone else now. <laughs> he's got two candles. Yeah. Also, <laughs> oh, that's that's where the phrase "burning at both ends" came from. <laughs> it was funny that like they had to keep going to the same, and it felt very real world in that way. I guess like last week we were laughing at you know Robert C. Cooper writing the same climax for both uh, Origin Ooh, said and Avalon Part Two people burning at the stake and oh, what's going to happen oh they're going to burn at the stake again like that's the big mm. threat dread at the end of the episode and and then him in our audio commentaries that we replayed oh see what i wrote was really clever because it gave two different directors a way to interpret it uh whereas in this it was like how do we fix it well let's do a full system shutdown okay cool i didn't work okay well you know what we need to do do a full system shutdown just differently okay cool ah uh, that didn't work again hey you know what? I bet, I bet if we do a full system shutdown, it's going to work. And that would be real life. Like I know, I know the whole, like, Hey, you know what, if you do the same thing the same way over and over again, that's kind of the definition of insanity expecting a different result. But I actually liked it. It was like, that's the only true troubleshooting. That's yeah. It's the only thing they could do, but finding different ways of like, you know, Hey, you know what? It's, this is what we need to do. And then they realized the other ship was out there and that it was being controlled the whole time. And like, yeah, problem solving, troubleshooting, but still the same method of fixing it. Do you reckon beyond that, there was still a threat going on. Do you reckon that the X302 could chase the Daedalus down in, in sublight speed? F302 and yes. Why? Because if you look at the, I noticed on Twitter the other day, um, Joe Malozzi shared a, uh, a 
like a design of the Daedalus or Daedalus class ship. Yeah. And I had two the quadri and the cells, which which um powered the sublight engines. And I just feel like those gliders could not match the speed. Oh, I guess in my brain it's just like, I guess coming from a trek thing, it's like, well, okay, well, sublight is sublight. It's, you know, every every ship can can travel the like if it's made by the same species, they're gonna travel at the same speed at sublight. I wouldn't like I'm sure the Daedalus can travel faster in faster than light, like in FTL. Doesn't but have I, FTL though. Oh, but... hy- hyperspace, same thing. Yeah. No, um <laughs> they're both faster than light. It's outside of our space. Yeah, which is and they're traveling hyperspace. Faster, yeah, where they're traveling faster than light. But I don't think they're traveling faster than light. Okay. Well, which which like topic, a, which topic like do you want to talk about? Thing. It's like a wormhole. You go out of the space and then it's like folding folding the piece of paper and all of a sudden you're there. Okay. Except they're not there because it takes them time. It take, they literally just had to travel eight much. They literally just had to travel 18 days. Well, all right. Let's talk about Star Trek then. It takes them <laughs> 17 million years to travel a quarter of the galaxy. Oh, yeah. don't get me wrong, mate. Mate, this latest, <laughs> this latest season of Discovery, the whole season has been about them trying to get outside of our galaxy. And it's a big thing where they can't get out because there's some kind of mm. magical galactic barrier around the Milky Way that they what? have to pet. That they have to don't even get me. It's like a throwback from the original series where it like sent people crazy. So they've decided to keep that, and mm. it's been a whole it's fucking the barrier. Season. It's literally an energy Gender barrier. Related. Well, it's pink, so maybe. <laughs> Has a um, good, what pronoun does it use? It's definitely a they them. <laughs> definitely a they them barrier. Definitely, um, is the, and it's been it's been a whole thing of them trying to get through this. So it's like, and they're and they're at this point like 800 years in the future from next generation times and and humans still haven't even left the milky way so yeah stargate they, ships stargate and they ships say literally a lot that's the way uh, it feels like a lot of the dialogue is like i don't know I'm it's, a, it's a lot of crying it's a lot of oh my god we only have 10 minutes to live let's spend the first eight minutes talking about how we don't have time to deal with your emotional breakdown because we only have 10 minutes to live. <laughs> um, but we'll spend eight minutes talking about it yeah. and then say, yeah, don't, yeah, don't get me started. But yeah, no, Stargate definitely shits all over Star Trek in terms of speed, like being able to travel places. Yeah, um, I've always said that. Yeah, absolutely. Three days with a ZPM. ZZPM. Sorry, mate. Meant to be exclusive. Inclusive. You know me. You yeah, meant to be right. me- meant to be exclusive. <laughs> slip of the tongue. Yeah. yeah. Freudian slip. <laughs> uh, I think it's time for the get into gate. Hairy mailbag. mailbag. Oh, yeah. I've got a um look, I've got a sh- I've got a message here from Outdoor Guy, one of our great listeners. Listening to the most recent episode where you guys are confused about the timelines. With the Earth gates, seemed like you guys are forgetting there was two gates on Earth for a while. No, I, wa- I wasn't confused. I was saying that the original ancient Milky Way gate was on Earth from millions of years ago up until ten thousand years ago. Mm. That's when it got buried in Antarctica. 
And then we had no Stargate until Ra brought his Stargate uh, somewhere between 5,000 to 7,000. I don't know how long Ra was on Earth now. Yeah, but anyway, you have to go back to the start of the movie where it says mm, where he picks eight, up 8,000 years ago or whatever. Yeah, I think so. So within that time, it was only like 3,000 years from 10,000. In the last 10,000 years, we there only was a gate on earth for 3,000 years. And that and then it got buried 5,000 years ago until 1997 or in Origins. Uh, we used it, obviously. But in 97 was the first time we opened it. So all I was saying is how come there's so much of the earth culture out in the galaxy when it shouldn't even be less than 5,000 years old? That was what I was saying. Um, but we all know that. Oh, I completely. I, I was totally up with what you were saying. I didn't. All you all over that, Mitch? I think so. Yeah, I didn't have any problem when we were um, talking about it. I don't. It's okay. There's a I couple of people think, yeah. that mentioned it. Not really. It was just that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we love you. I love you. I love you. Great fun. people. Thanks for writing in Great the show. Great people. Much appreciated. I just thought I would mention on Twitter. We got a mention here from Fenris Flowbrush. Now Fenris is doing a um, a first time watch of Stargate SG One. So he at at the moment he's doing he or she I shouldn't say he I shouldn't assume guys here. Mm. The Z slash Z are doing a Vine. Maddie, are you aware of these things? So you do a you do a tweet and then you comment on the original tweet. And you keep commenting, and they call that a vine, I believe, Mitch. I thought it was correct? a thread. 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 Look, I've always called it a vine because I'm a big plant guy. I, I, but I let, thought, you obviously I like vine sewing. Was, so was that um, deleted? Um, it was like the pre TikTok. <laughs> yeah, platform. it was. It was a six second video sharing service that mm. you got through Twitter. But I, Vine works. Like Vine works more than. Like thread seems continuous, as opposed to Vine means little bits connected. I feel like it should be. It should be a something bird related like a branch or a or a, a nest. twig a nest yeah, yeah. good call a, a feather uh, a cloaca because birds, birds have cloacas um fenris writes i'll spend my last my last two or three weeks binging stargate and as i'm now halfway through the show's third season i figured i should start a thread so he wrote it in there tweeting my thoughts so he started a thread so and, where um, did vine come from i don't know from out my eyes wow and basically fenris is writing a few tweets on each episode and this obviously we got to mention here in a little episode that we like to call menace fenris writes and it was a beautiful moment when i realized that this episode was going to have daniel Daniel Jackson saying the two lines I've been waiting for over a hundred episodes to hear. Thanks to get into gate and explain to my friends watching why I was so excited. Reese, your father made you wrong. You stupid son of a bitch. Got a nice picture of Daniel. Good old just Meridian. Crying. Wait, no, not Meridian. Menace, I said. Menace. Are you not listening? Fuck. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> what do you got, Maddie? Uh, I got a I got a DM from Dion. He says, "Hi, Maddie. I'm catching up on Get Into Gate podcast 
three apps a day during my commute to and from work and heard you giving out a watch list. Uh-oh, let's see where this is going. Uh, I have my preteen nieces coming over. Oh, this is taking a turn. I'm not comfortable reading the rest of this <laughs> for the weekend and have been getting them into oh Star Wars. It's okay, guys. It's everything's okay. Everything's okay. Uh, I thought um, you're gonna suggest the uh, comedy of Bill Cosby, <laughs> Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Um, the, can, the G-rated. This, I mean. What I'm about to read out could potentially be more controversial, especially for Mitchell. It says, mm. can you recommend three movies to close the deal from Star Wars? Probably one from the first trilogy, one from the original trilogy, and one from the sequel trilogy. That and makes un- no sense. And unlike you, I fracking love Empire, so be kind. What? Uh, lo- love your work, Maddie. Live long and get fucked. Don't you like Empire? Who doesn't like Empire? Um, didn't I say like Empire by default becomes my least favorite of the three, like of the original trilogy? Like, oh, I, okay. I still love it, but it just by default it becomes my least favorite of the of the of the original. You like the other two more because I love Jedi. I lo- mm. absolutely love like Jedi is my favorite. Yeah, well, um, I mean, picking picking one from to each me, it's trilogy. Like, that's a yeah, very that's, weird way to do it. I'm not, he's not yeah. even suggesting that's what you should do. It was like, Oh, this is an idea. I would say that's no, like if you're trying to get someone across the line, yeah, you're you not have to start that. with the originals. Unfortunately, you, you've just if- got to go. You've got to go four, five, six, one, two, three, then watch Clone Wars. Stop there. That's all you need. You don't need got, any other Star Wars. I watched the, I, I introduced, or well, my son already is aware of Star Wars, but we watched uh, episode four, A New Hope, first time a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. That's correct. And um, he was zoned in because we just, we were playing uh, the, what's it called? The Fallen Jedi or whatever that game mm-hmm. is. The Fallen last, Order? The one of the, Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. And um, we're getting into that. And then he had already played the Lego game, which had a lot of, um, yeah, uh, the Phantom Menace. Well, I think that's, I think that's been released on Switch. I need to get that. So he didn't. The... I mean, he has no idea who the characters are and whatever. But I no. After watching same, the movie, same way, Mitch's kids that's play Star Wars, but don't yeah. actually know the story. Yeah, yeah. And they so... still get around telling the story like that. Luke is told by Obi Wan. They're like, I can't believe Darth Vader killed Luke Skywalker's father. And I'm like, I know, right? It was a crazy part of the mythology. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good scene to have. Mm. But I've always thought, and we've talked about this many times. Is that you need to watch the original trilogy first? They're the first three that Absolutely. I would suggest because you need the the twists. Yeah, if you if you watch episode one, two, and three first, well, then the big reveal in Empire isn't a big yeah. reveal. Yeah, you need to watch four, five, six, one, two, three, then Clone Wars, the the animated series. Oh yeah, you could skip it, but no, um, you absolutely cannot. <laughs> It, hey. it's it saves the um episode two and episode three like it it makes them make so much more sense can we just have it, a live action show that does that i mean i would love that i mean we, we're kind of going to be getting some of that with obi-wan coming soon but yes but clone wars builds the relationship between luke and anakin so that when they do have their fight at the end of episode three it luke actually anakin. oh sorry um 
Obi Wan and Anakin have their fight at the end of Episode Three, it adds more stakes to that. I was um, fine with their relationship, in especially in in Attack of the Clones, because they were they were it was like a buddy cop the first half of that movie, which I yeah. loved. Yeah, and when Obi Wan jumps out of that window to mm. that flying droid, that's one of yeah, the best Star Wars scenes of all time. That's all great, but yeah, Episode Three kind of I feel like drops the ball a lot. Yeah, they tried to do an Stargate Origins and wrap it up. Yeah, in ten minutes. Yeah, literally. so um, Clone Wars really helps that, and also has a little bit more of um, like Palpatine, you know, just chipping mm. away at um, at Anakin. Obviously, it introduces Ahsoka Tano, arguably one of the best characters ever in Star Wars. Um, yeah, she's in Mandalorian, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah, I think I always had a huge disconnect between Anakin and Darth Vader, but the transition didn't work for me. Absolutely. He should have, he should have had some respiratory issue and had at least the had to wear a, a, a like a nose and mouth yeah, piece. The, the transition before. should have happened earlier in episode three. Should have been yeah, should have been the start of episode should have been the start of episode three. Yeah. Um is his descent into um the dark side. And then yeah. it just slowly, you know, rather than it all being in that sort of last act. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, no, that, that's bad, good to know it was that barely written, but... it's good to know that Jack, being his age, was still very much enthralled watching A New Hope because I can understand from Dion's point of view being like, okay, I've got these teenage girls. How yeah. do I get them to watch Star Wars and watch this, you know, this such an old movie and, and stay interested? Well, it's good to know that, you know, a 10-year-old can, um, you know, can be interested in that. Yeah, and, I, and not feel like they. I was concerned about that with Jack, but he mm. he was invested enough in the force powers and the lightsabers that he was okay with that. And I, and mind you, Lucas updated them, so yeah, he actually kind of mentioned. Well, we all we watched um, a lot of Boba Fett together, so he was like mentioning a lot of the you know like the bin droid and mm. like all these things that you see in a new hope in the in the jawas tank which was yeah it was kind of good i wish i had have recorded him watching it because he's like what mm. and then he's saying c-3po he talks too much like so <laughs> funny well, i'm gonna have to record the empire because that's cool. <laughs> yeah yeah looking forward to that but yeah i, th- I think four five and six you have to do that Mm. I mean, I think if you wanted to be an arsehole, you could do like episode one and then four, five, and six, and then go back and do two and three. But I feel like that's just unnecessarily that's muddying the waters. Are you talking yeah, about orders to watch or are you still under the movies to get someone into it? Movies to gear, to get someone into it. Like right. if, if you I'm wanted gonna... to grab someone, I feel like episode one for a younger audience mm. could grab if you're worried about episode four being too old. Yeah. I'm going to say something controversial in this room. But for a purpose, it's like if you if someone says, "Give me three movies," all right, and then I'm going to tell you whether I'm into it or not, or whether I want to watch any more. Maybe I'm prefacing my decision based on that particular phrasing that they give to you. Yeah. The three. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take your movie seriously, so strap in everyone. Oh. Then episode four, and then Empire, because Rogue One. If you're giving it to a new audience member, it that's is, true. It is. It is it's fresh. Uh, it's it's fresh. It's modern. It's whatever yeah. story, and then the way that it ends, and you're like, you, you gotta watch this next four. one. It yeah. starts to go straight into four, 
and then you get all the shit that happened it's and all of a sudden Mitch. this farm boy sitting there he's got no all of a sudden you really know he's got no idea what is going on but he's got something really important and yeah what it's he like to um with it. it's like and, an extended well it is a prequel obviously but yeah. it's an extended prelude to yes. the ship coming over top yeah i yeah. haven't done the watching them back to back i really wanted to sit there and and give that a good crack and then you watch empire and with that reveal at the end and you're like I've got to see what happens next, right? Like he just found that out and yeah. that's where you want me to stop. I think that'd be if you, yeah, I, I, mm. I don't think so, that's bad. You know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not angry at it. I'm not angry you're going to sit there and show someone, like I'm going to show my, if, when I show my kids the films, mm. they've never watched them. They've watched a couple episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels along the way, but nothing that's going to spoil anything. I will start them off with a new hope. But that's because I'm going to make them watch them all. But if I was going to try and convince another adult that's, okay, I'm kind of into sci-fi, okay, I'll give Star Wars a crack, what do I do? I think I might go Rogue One, Episode 4, Episode 5, mm. because you get in the yeah, like we said, something modern, something a little bit updated with the special effects, blah, blah, mm. blah. And then it ends on an absolute cliffhanger. Yeah. If they're not clamoring to come back and just even see episode six at the very least, you were never going to get them anyway. I've um mm. I've actually never been back to Rogue One. Mm. Um, I've I only remember... watched the last scene. I watched yeah. the last scene. A All I remember is being extremely bored until Scarif and then enjoying it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've never been back. And having said that, I would say I hate Last Jedi more, but I've seen that at least twice. Mm. Whereas Rogue One, I've just never been back. So yeah, I was a big fan. Yeah, of Rogue I'm not One. angry at it. Um, so I hope uh, Dion enjoyed that. Detail. Oh, that's <laughs> that's all getting cut. That's all. Good. <laughs> it's a separate podcast. I don't know. Yeah, it might be a yeah. separate podcast, bro. It was good. It was good chat. Don't worry about that. It was good. Alrighty, that is episode 193 of Get Into Gate. I hope I haven't added an extra number since the start of this podcast, and it looks like I haven't. We will be back next week to talk more SG1. We're going back again, are we, Maddie? That's the right thing to do. Certainly are. Excellent. Now, what are we talking? Good. The ties that bind. Oh shit! I don't know what that is, and I'm loving. Valor episode. Oh no. That's unfortunate. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. No, good. No, that's fine. Look, I'm I'm trying to go into the Vala stuff with a bit more of an open mind this time around because, you know, I haven't seen those episodes in 10, you know, 15 years and still a bit of a sour taste in them because I never really liked Vala, but I know that now. So going into it, it's fine. I mean, hell, this this whole rewatch of SG1, I love Daniel Jackson. And then rewatching it, I'm like, God, he's a bit of a prick isn't he uh and i never would have thought that i loved i loved him him and jack uh, just the um, teal all four because we smashed great. shanksy so hard maybe but his um, espionism yeah. didn't work on me i still love him still my I, character. Still lo- I still love that yeah i still love that character yeah even with the beard mm. in mid and cave the hint yeah. of a beard yeah um now we'll back with some more Vala action ties it by next week. Forget mm. it again. You can check out all of our old podcasts. And hey, if you are just, you know, people saying they're finding it or they're jumping on board a rewatch, do that. Rewatch an episode. You'll know which one of us is coming based on these podcasts. You can look ahead to next week, see what you have to watch, do your homework, and come back and enjoy us next week and listen to all of our old episodes. Just find your favorite podcasting outlets and free a day like Dion was. That's it. Yeah, I've decided I'm gonna not try not to hate things anymore which has made my 
consuming pop culture much better mm. because I can, because I always hated, especially getting that clip from Austin Powers 3. I always mm. disliked that movie, even though there's some bits in it that are fucking hilarious. And yeah, rewatching that bit, I pissed myself like yeah. three times <laughs> when he's like yelling at everyone <laughs> when he gets hit in the, hit in the nuts. But <laughs> I think the, my, the, my biggest issue with that movie in particular is that Beyonce was so young and Austin Powers is such a swinger. Mm. I was very confused as to, was he trying to hit that? Yeah. And Beyonce now probably be fine with it, but Beyonce, cause I feel, I just felt like she was, she was 19 or something like super young. Mm. Something crazy. Could have been younger, but um. Yeah, I think was, that was my major. It was, it was a big that. enough when, um, when like in the first movie when he went from like Ooh, yeah. Mimi Mimi Rogers to yeah. Mimi Rogers' yeah. daughter, and it's like Liz Hurley, and it's like, and then number two was um, oh god, the chick from Scrubs. What's her name? From Scrubs, Heather Graham. Heather, Heather Graham. Graham. Yeah, and even that was a bit. Well, yeah, but apparently... at least we could get like I was like, oh my god, Heather Graham. Yeah, he's amazingly hot, yes, and sir. and we hadn't even seen American um, Woman. Her as Roller yeah. Girl in Boogie da, 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 Nights. Da, da, da. Yeah, moment. right, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm just reading. Beyonce is currently 40, and Austin Powers Gold Member is 20 years old this year. So by the time it it was filmed, she probably still would have been 19. Yeah, mm. yeah. and and she was pretty fresh on the scene like the mm. last two years, and you like so. You, you were considering her as a 16 or I was considering her as a 16 year old in my mind, even though like she'd obviously been around for a couple of years, but yeah, it creeped. And Mike Myers being 40 odd. Yeah. And it, and obviously he had her in it to sell tickets because she was massive. Oh yeah. She's big name. Always. She's always a big big name and a big pull. He always had, and obviously had Tom Cruise, John Travolta, and I could see through that selling out. And that's, I think that's what irked me most about that. And the Dougie thing that irked me. Mm. At the end. Mm. I remember that. It's been a while. It just, by, by that point, it was just sort of going through the motions. There wasn't really anything that mm. yeah. fresh. Like all the jokes had been done. Yeah, that's true. There wasn't really a lot. Yeah, I keep thinking of ways they could bring it back to sort of still riff on the spy thing. Like I've, I've had, I mean, I only thought about it the other night because the movie that I wanted it to rip off was on TV and I'm like, oh, I haven't thought of that in like 10 years and it wouldn't work now. But like the idea of ripping off the born identity and it's starting with someone just like floating in the middle of the ocean, having like been in some, you know, like they're not going to remember stuff. I don't know. Like, I don't know whether you can move on from Mike uh, Austin Powers being a James Bond ripoff to then being a Jason Bourne, like, I don't know, sort of rediscovering and all, while also reintroducing a new audience um, to the, to the franchise, obviously in its own way, but seeing that Dr. Evil, what general motive, yeah, the super bad, super bad. I immediately wanted an announcement about Austin Powers four. I'm like, they can do it. Like, yeah. okay, this, it was a three. They can do a ad. Dr. Evil movie. Yeah. But Without I watched that. And the Powers. fact that you have Frau there, the fact that you pull in Rob Lowe again, the fact that you have mm. Seth Green come back 
and he's got a kid. And I'm like, I consider this to be canon. If you yeah, make Austin Powers four in five years and you say that that Dr. Evil bought General Motors, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I saw that a couple of years ago. Like it mm. was so on point. The funny it, thing now is Roblo is as old as number two was yeah. in the original. Yeah. <laughs> old Robert, whatever his name was. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll Robert do like Duvall, a was it? No. What we get really meta is like fat bastard actually died from heart disease years ago <laughs> he's not in it but there's like a mini me fat bastard or something like that mini yeah. me fat bastard mini oh. mini fat bastard get into geek